today's um, scripture is taken from John chapter 12, verses 20 to 33. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a um, grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servants be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then the voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was, a thun it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of the world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out, and I, when I am lifted up from the, from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate that the kind of death he was to die. This is the word of the Lord. We have a, a little change uh, in the uh, worship order uh, from next week. Uh, what is going to happen is that in the beginning uh, uh, we have a kind of choir walking in and then the worship begins. But from next week what we want to do is uh, everybody comes at 12 o'clock in the sanctuary and then we'll have some moment of prayer and reflection. Uh, led by Reverend Chung, so choir will not walk in. Uh, everybody will just uh, be here at 12 o'clock, so five to 10 minutes, we'll have uh, prayer topics and then also personal reflection time. So that's how we are going to uh, do that uh, from next week. So please come at 12 o'clock uh, and uh, uh, enjoy the time of uh, silence and then reflection uh, and prayer too. So in that way, we prepare our hearts to uh, have a meaningful worship. So Sunday worship is not just to come and listen to the sermon. Sunday worship is uh, worshiping God uh, from the beginning to the end. Uh, I think uh, if we can build that kind of worshiping community uh, in this uh, church, I think uh, that'll be uh, great. So thank you very much. John 12, 24 is one of my favorite uh, scripture passages. Uh, Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. Uh, meditate on it. It is a uh, core of what we believe. Uh, it is a very one of the very very famous passages that Jesus spoke, and I think the, uh, one of the most insightful passages uh, that we need to remember and then keep it in our heart 
so if you can memorize uh, uh, this uh, scripture passage, I think that will be very much uh, helpful. Just image uh, the memory. You don't have to memorize word by word, but if a seed uh, remains as a single seed, then uh, it doesn't bear fruit. But if it falls on the ground and dies, then it bears fruit. It's a natural truth. It is truth about the nature. But at the same time, Jesus is saying that that natural truth is also the truth of life. That's what life is uh, all about. That if your life just uh, remain as your own individual seed, then uh, it will just remain as a seed. But when you live your life giving away your life, then not only you are blessed, but that seed will not remain as a seed, but it will bear fruit that benefits not only you, but also others. What a wonderful truth uh, that we have. Jesus taught us. That is what life is supposed to be. Fruitful life. Life that does not bear fruit. It's a meaningless existence. The tree, fruit tree, if that fruit tree does not bear fruit, what good is a fruit tree? Fruit tree is supposed to bear fruit. Uh, in the same way, we are the fruit tree. Then we are supposed to bear the fruit. So we do believe uh, that that is truth. We do believe that that is how we should live uh, our lives. We should bear the fruit in our life. And then we believe that that is very important uh, for our existence. Then I'd like to reflect with you together. What is a fruitful life? How can we, how do, how can we devi uh, define fruitful life? When can you say that you are living a fruitful life? That is something that I'm going to explore with you together, but I don't want to give you common sense. I don't want to give you my individual opinion. I think the, the most important uh, guidance for our life is uh, the scripture and then the uh, teachings of Jesus Christ. Uh, what, do, what does Jesus tell us? Uh, about fruitful life. Uh, and that's uh, from today's passage, and that's what I'm going to uh, reflect uh, with you uh, today. And then first thing that I want to uh, uh, kind of clarify is that uh, being fruitful and being su successful are two different things. Fruitful life and successful life are two different things. So the, the reason I'm saying uh, that is because a lot of people, as soon as they hear about fruitful life, uh, they're thinking about a successful life. And then they, uh, a lot of people are confused with these two concepts. But I do believe that fruitful life and successful life are two different things. Uh, being successful is what looks on the surface. Uh, it can be measured in number. It is quantifiable. Uh, if you have $10 million in your bank account, uh, you are successful uh, very much. And uh, if you have several degrees or PhDs uh, in different in your field, then you are successful. Uh, if you win a Nobel Prize, then you're successful. And if your child plays in NHL, then you can say that you are successful. I mean, these are you know great things. But being fruitful is different. Being fruitful is different for everybody. 
We cannot compare one person's fruitfulness with another person's fruitfulness. It is like comparing apples and oranges. And being fruitful is different for each person. It's not something that everybody uh, admires. You're fruitful in your own way. I'm going to explain soon. You don't need to have $10 million in your bank account to be fruitful. You don't need to have several degrees to be fruitful. You don't need to win a Nobel Prize uh, to live a fruitful life. And you, you don't need to have a child uh, who plays in NHL uh, to say that you're living a fruitful life. So I have a hope that I have a fruitful life too. Being fruitful cannot be measured in number. Being fruitful is to do with your existence. Being fruitful means to have a fuller sense of existence. Fuller sense of existence. What does that mean? Fuller sense of existence. How does one live a fuller sense of existence? Having a fuller sense of existence has a character. I think from the scripture that uh, Jesus told us, having a fuller sense of existence is to have a clear purpose in life. To have a fuller sense of existence means to have a clear sense of purpose of your life. Ask yourself, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you doing what you're doing? Do you have a clear sense of purpose for what you're doing? What do you want to do with your life? What do you want to do with your life? In KSM service uh, in the morning, uh, a young man actually came to our uh, service first time. Uh, he came from uh, St. John, Newfoundland. Uh, he finished law school there and then he came uh, uh, to our service and then he came actually to, uh, for a bar exam. Uh, so a few, a few days later, and he, he told me after the service that he came to me and uh, you really gave me, uh, you know, thought to really think about. Why am I doing? What am I doing? I have to really think about why did I come all the way to Toronto to uh, go through bar exam? What do I want to do? Why are you doing what you're doing? Do you have a clear answer to that? If you do, then you have fuller sense of existence. If you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, then we need to think about what are we doing with our life? It is not to do with how comfortable your life is right now. It's not, it's not to do with uh, how comfortable you, uh, you are with uh, your life. Being comfortable is good, but being, being comfortable is not everything. 
principle cannot be the purpose, ultimate purpose of my life. You know, thinking about the ultimate purpose of my life is what human beings are. We human beings think about those things. What is the ultimate purpose of my life? We human beings think about it. That's what being human being is. I had a dog. Her name was Kimmy. I miss her a lot. Uh, every time I come home and then I play with her, and then, I mean, it's just great, you know, they're having a dog. And uh, unfortunately, on Saturday last year, I had to put her to sleep, but, uh, and when I look at her, cute and everything, but I don't think she thinks much about what is the purpose of my life? <laughs> you know, I carefully examined her, whether she thinks about that. You know, when she's uh, hungry, she barks. And when she's food, she sleeps after that. She doesn't think about what is the purpose of my life. But that's a dog. And we're not a dog. Even if we have a comfortable life, abundant food, we think about what is the purpose of my life. We cannot just be satisfied with all the comfort that I have secured for myself because I'm a human being. You may have difficult time financially and personally, but you can have a clear sense of purpose for your life. When you have a clear sense of purpose of your life, that sets the direction of your life. If you don't have a clear sense of purpose, then your life goes back and forth everywhere. Anything is okay. But by having a clear sense of purpose of life, it sets the direction of your life. When you look at today's scripture passage, the second part of today's scripture passage shows Jesus' agony, pain. In the first part, Jesus talks about life that, that bears fruit. But in the second part, Jesus talks about the agony. Let us look at the scripture. He, in the first part, he says, Very truly, I tell you, uh, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. It's about fruitful life. It is important to have fruitful life. And then second part, he says, Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it is for this reason that I've come. This hour. I mean, I was thinking about how difficult it must have been for Jesus to say a prayer like that. Save me from this hour. Just because he doesn't have a job, just because uh, uh, he doesn't have money or he's hungry, I don't think he will say uh, things like that. But he must, have, he must have gone through tremendous pain and agony to even pray that, save me from this hour as a son of God. It must have been very, very difficult. 
for him. And also, another thing that I realize is that Jesus is exactly the same as us. Jesus felt exactly the same thing as we felt. When he's in certain situation, he would have felt exactly the same as any other human being would have felt. He felt the pain. He felt the fear. Jesus is Christ is not just Son of God, and so He's in, immune to uh, from uh, to any uh, everything that that is going in life. He felt every single thing that we felt. His life at that moment was far from being comfortable. That's why in twenty verse twenty seven he said uh, he says, "My soul is troubled." And save me, Father, from this hour. No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. This passage is a jewel. More important than diamond. Keep it, memorize, because it describes the inner world, inner world of Jesus Christ. Not just what Jesus did on the surface, but what Jesus went through in his heart, in his soul. What do we find? We find that his soul was troubled. Why was he troubled? Because of his understanding of the coming of his own death. In verse 23 he said, the hour has come for the Son of Man to glorify. To be glorified does not mean that, oh, now I'm going to have a good life. No. What does that mean? Time to be glorified is time to die. Jesus is saying figuratively, it is time to die. My time has come to uh, be glorified. Time to die. That's why he was, his soul was troubled. And in that troubled soul, he said, save me from this hour. It's a natural reaction for any human being. Won't you pray that prayer? You know, today, tonight we have a uh, funeral. A few days ago, uh, I visited uh, Elder Kim, Jenny's father, uh, grandfather, and he knew that his time has almost come. Uh, and he, when I recited the scripture, he was nodding and he was in tears. He knew that his final hour uh, was coming very close. And I didn't know that this would come this fast, though. And after a few days, I got a call at 12.33 uh, in the morning. So I visited the hospital, and by that time, he passed away. Last hour of a person, Jesus went through that. Father, save me from this hour. But what's amazing about that passage is that, can you put it up again, please? This is what he said. Right after saying, Save me from this hour. As soon as said that, he said, No! It's for this reason 
He said, no. He felt the same pain as we did, but immediately after that, he said, no. For this reason, I came. What does that tell us? He had a clear reason to die. He had a clear reason for which he came. Jesus had a clear reason to live. He did not live just because he had still breath left for him. He lived because he had a reason to live and reason to die. If you have reason to die for, you have reason to live. If you have reason to die for, you have reason to live. Do you have anything that you die for? Then you have a clear reason to live. Oh, there's nothing for me to die for. Then there's no clear reason to live. Last week, my, uh, my cousin uh, came from China. He's a missionary in China. About three years ago, he had a uh, heart attack uh, in uh, Asia. He's a, a young, younger than me, uh, three years younger than me. Uh, and he had a heart attack uh, in Asia, uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, there was no hospital, but uh, somehow uh, they found a clinic and uh, they was hospitalized and he survived. So he got a uh, bypass surgery. Uh, a few um, days later, so he had a heart problem, uh, and so I asked him, "So how are you doing? How's your uh, heart? How's your health?" And he said, "Young, I don't know." <laughs> he calls me Young. Young means the older brother. Young, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't go to hospital. You know, Young, when I go to hospital. They tell me not to go where I have to go. Because of the place I go to, there, there's no clinic, there's nothing. And they, they prohibit me from going there. So I have to choose. Do I go there or do I listen to a doctor? So I chose to go there. So I don't listen to the doctor. I don't, I don't, so I don't know. He had a clear reason to die for. And I believe that he has a clear reason to live. If you have reason to live, then your existence is fruitful existence. It is fruitful existence. That was what Jesus meant when he said, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Then after that, Jesus said this, those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. 
Here the word hate is not emotional disgust and feeling. You know, that's a, a Jewish expression. I love this more than that. And you say, I love this and I hate that. That's what uh, it means. It means simply letting go. Let me rephrase it in this way for you to understand better. Those who comfort, uh, those who love comfort of life, they will lose the true essence of life. And those who give up their comfort for the reason to live, they will find the eternal life. And I realize that. The greatest temptations North American people uh, are facing is to secure safety and security. And in the meanwhile, we lost the reason to live. We are so busy securing our own future and safety. And in the meantime, we lost the why we live. We lost the reason to live. I think that is the greatest temptation we North Americans are going through. <coughs> Fruitful life is not merely existing. Fruitful life is to live with a clear reason to live. God gave everyone different reason to live, so we cannot compare. We cannot tell other people how, how to live, how they should live. Everybody's different. But everybody needs to have clear reason to live. We cannot compare it. We have our own cross to carry. Olivia, you are conducting this choir in reason to live. I have reason to preach the gospel. That is my reason to live. We have different purposes, but we give our whole life for it. In that sense, we are the same. Everybody has different reason to live, and that reason doesn't have to be so gigantic, so admirable that everybody admires it. We don't need to be we don't need to have that. It is simply to do with who I am. The reason to live is simply to do with who I am. So if we don't find the reason to live, that means we lose the integrity of who we are. And then we'll just live others want us to live. I don't want to live what others want me to live. I want to find my own reason to live. No matter how insignificant that may be, no matter how small that may be, that is fruitful life. That is authentic existence. I don't want to follow other people's footsteps. I have to find my own path. 
That's my journey, and that's your journey. Why do you live? Why do you live? To make money? To be famous? To raise your children? To have comfort of life? Why do you live? We have to find it. Once we find it, then life will be gushing forth from the bottom of our heart. And that life will bless us, not only bless us, and that life overflows and blesses others. That is what fruitful life is all about. Let us all think about what do I live for? Have I forgotten all about it? It doesn't mean anything anymore. I just live. I just merely exist. I just sustain the life that I have. Only one life we have. And we have to live meaningful and fruitful life. Why don't we uh, sing this reflection song together and while singing it, let us reflect upon our life. Why do I live? 